up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, greeting you on this Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, or whenever you're listening. But um, today is Christmas for the Draft Queens. We've been talking about (laughs) this for weeks and months, and it feels like years. But today, we kick off a full week of positional fantasy breakdowns, starting today with arguably the most exciting and pivotal position in your fantasy lineups. Today, Michelle, we're talking about running backs. What do you feel today? What do you feel about this? I feel a lot of general excitement. I also feel a little bit of anxiety. Um, (gasps) You know, your palms sweating. Yeah, they are. I'm clammy. I'm clammy because drafts are drafts are getting closer fantasy is getting closer we're starting to cram where it's like i feel like i'm studying for a test and i want to ace my test aka i want to do really good on my draft but you know going into it is like it's exciting but it's stressful because i love getting all up to speed looking at who's back in the game you know looking at the stats looking at the depth charts Mm -hmm. i get really excited but i'm also like deep down sweating and freaking out because like I don't want to make the wrong decision when it comes down to it, you know? It's tough. I mean, this is where this is where Ooh. champions are made on this microphone right now, right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, fu- I fucking hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I do find um, that pr- probably a lot of people listen to these episodes every year. So if you are one of those people right now, thank you. We don't want to lead you astray. But today what we're going to do is just take the next 20 minutes or so to talk about Uh, A little bit about our league. We'll put a little league context for the leagues we play in and some caveats for how to draft a running back. And then we'll pretty much, without going through a whole breakdown of different tiers, we're going to talk to you about our top three or so running backs for this year, for the 2022-2023 season. This list, this list is like, oh, I can't wait to get into it. Okay, so as you mentioned, um, the the way that we're going to break this down is going to be based on PPR scoring, yep. point per reception. Um, we'll give you some some little, you know, caveats in there for um, artists that feel like, yeah. um, you know. for Artists? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Are you okay, Michelle? Did you just have a stroke on the microphone? Okay, I did. And it's because my Zoom is recognizing my hand gestures. And I talk with my hands and my hand was up and then it got raised on Zoom. Now I'm turning that off and I'm so confused. That's the only flub we're going to have today. And I'm not cutting that out just so you know. It's staying. It's staying. Anyway, what I was saying is we're breaking this down. PPR scoring, points per reception. Yes, yeah, so receiving is, a- is important, but if you are not in a PPR league, just know that there's three types of leagues. As a very quick refresher for the newbies, there are standard scoring leagues, there are half PPR leagues, and there are full PPR leagues. Today we're talking about full PPR, and that means people who catch the ball are more valuable in your league. Is that a good way to <laughs> very, put it? Yes, very good way of breaking it down. Um, and I think... I think it's particularly interesting for the running back conversation. Yes. Obviously, a reception for a wide receiver, a tight end, that is their main job. It's not the main job for the running back, so that's why it's really important to look at these things. Who of these guys in a PPR league is going to catch passes for you and get you additional points? Now, this list, Kate, is so stressful for me because... I'm stressed. You know, there's... it. Look, there are definitely household names on here that we have talked about 
every season. Yep. And there are some guys that made hell of a runs last year and are, you know, flipping this on its head. So where do we want to start? Let's start at the top. Let's start where every good story begins. And that's at the beginning. That's at the top. Um, okay. The first two running backs in my ranking report um, have stayed fairly similar throughout PPR, half PPR, and uh, standard scoring. No PPR. Yeah. Um, and those two people are Christian McCaffrey and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Now, the interesting part and the differentiator in my mind uh, between Jonathan Taylor running back for the Indianapolis Colts and Christian McCaffrey running back for the Carolina Panthers is, yep. A, notably, uh, Christian McCaffrey has been hurt quite a bit the last two seasons. So much. Mm-hmm. It's worth noting. It's worth saying on the microphone. It, yes. It, it, I have flashbacks to Saquon Barkley the last two years, you know, for fantasy drafting. So it's worth saying that to start. Who, who by the way, is not even remotely close to no. the top of this list no, anymore. No, has fallen just about to the bottom, to be honest. Like the thir- <laughs> second or third tier at the very best. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. So that's the first name worth mentioning. And then there's Jonathan Taylor, right? So the differentiator for me between these two is truly the league that you're in and for, and how much risk you're willing to assume. So if you want a steady potential pass catcher, but more of like an on the ground runner, that to me is Jonathan Taylor. Christian McCaffrey, a yeah. little more risky, but a little more dynamic. And he f- he moves like a tight end. He moves like a small slot receiver. Like, he catches a lot of balls. So that's a vote of confidence in his direction for PPR. But I'm going to stop there because I really I need to hear your thoughts on these two. Yeah, I mean, look, Jonathan Taylor had an insane season last year. I'm looking at his, his stats. He was 18, uh, 1,800 yards, 18 rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. This team has gotten stronger in the offseason. They're building a stronger offense. Mm. I think most of that offense is going to sit very heavily um, on Jonathan Taylor's shoulders, which means tons of usage. He's extremely efficient. Um, And like I said, by adding Matt Ryan, there is actually going to be focus on the pass game, which probably allows him to do even better than he did last year. Absolutely Um, right. I think unanimously, you know, he is sort of sitting across um, these lists at number one. I agree with it for both PPR and Mm non-PPR. I just think he is going to be the guy there. That team has made some changes. And they're going to be like, I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with on the offensive side. And he, like I said, he's going to lead that charge. He showed he could do it last year. He's young. You know, he's efficient. Like, and they trust him. You know, he's Mm -hmm. become their guy now. And so... I love him at number one. Uh, anyone that's got a number one, you know, pick available to them, I think you have to go with him, PPR or not. The Christian McCaffrey thing, in a in a PPR scoring, you, you may want to keep him in the second position because, as you said, there is definitely some dynamic to him. Um, I'm still scared, and it makes me nervous about him being very injury-prone. Um, I also don't love the quarterback situation there, you know, so I just don't know how well, you know, that, that bodes for him. If you're in a PPR league, I would keep him ranked higher. Yeah. If you are in a non PPR, there's some of these other running backs that we're going to talk about that frankly might 
be better be more worth getting early because of their touchdown scoring ability and their their yardage ability yeah and two of those guys are Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry so yes. I I love that Austin Eckler is now like viewed as a tier one top five running back for fantasy I remember getting this guy and having him in like my flex you know as just like he's he's fire fast like I've never seen anyone run so fast and I'm just so happy to see this name as almost a pretty general consensus being in sort of that top five oh, yeah. definitely a top tier you know running back to have um on your fantasy team he he scored 12 12 rushing touchdowns last year mm-hmm. eight receiving touchdowns last year so this guy can do it all and he's really strong in in a PPR um and look this is another one of those teams that like their offense is getting stronger Herbert is, you know, gaining experience week, uh, sorry, year after year. Um, but Eckler's kind of like the backbone. Yeah, I agree. And he's been such a, he's been sneaking by the last year yes. or two. Yes, He's been sneaking exactly. by. For some reason, the guy is just like not as much of a household name. But I also think that comes, you're exactly right. It comes with the territory of all ships rising. And Justin yes. Herbert has done a lot in the quarterback position for the Chargers. I think all ships rise for the Chargers, and Eckler is clearly in so many of the sources that I've cross-checked. Eckler's sitting in that number three spot. Now, it's worth playing devil's advocate here for a second, because we are doing our rankings. Um, It's worth bringing up Derrick Henry for sure, and enlighten me where do you where are you feel how are you feeling because last year I had Derrick Henry in in one of my leagues Mm -hmm. I was really stoked to have him he was obviously a beast and then got crushed crushed by that injury now I'm curious what your take is he had the rest of the season he had the off season you know yeah is he gonna be the Derrick Henry that we know and hope he can be and and outside of fantasy knowing as a Titans fan Mm -hmm. and I know you feel this way Everything else about the Titans is leveled down. Yeah. With it, everything else is leveled down except Derrick Henry coming back from the injury. That's their level up. Can yeah. he handle all of this by himself? The short answer is yes, he can. He absolutely can. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I, without tooting my own horn, I know better than anybody else what the Titans are doing. Better than nine out of ten people who follow sports. Um, I'm in the top 1%, I would say. And so I can say this definitively. In watching the moves they've made in the offseason and watching where the coaching staff, watching where the management team is putting their money where their mouth is, the biggest vote of confidence in Derrick Henry's favor, I think, was being able to give up A.J. Brown, not shell out the extra cash for A.J. Brown. Mm. The focus on their game is going Mm. to be their offensive line, and protecting Derrick Henry at all costs. Yeah. It is even right. more clear to me now that he is going to be the linchpin for that team. So, I mean, he has to be. He has no choice. He has to be. Now, the question remains, though. We didn't. The Titans didn't invest in a quarterback in the offseason. It's still Ryan Tannehill on the front lines there. Um, the question is, what type of league are you in, and where do you put your money? I, in my number three spot, if I'm in a PPR league where I'm focusing on pass catchers, I'm not putting my money on Derrick Henry in the three spot. I am putting my money on yet. Austin Eckler. 
Yeah, exactly. If you break it, if you break it down on on who's got more upside for p- catching passes, yes, I I would agree with you there. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry definitely hammers the yardage and you know the touchdowns from a a rush perspective. Yeah. Um. All right. Some other guys in this, you know. So I so I would say those are really like the top top tier. Yeah. Guys, everyone else that we're gonna sort of start talking about here is arguably the next you know level down. Yeah. Um, Between tier one like, and tier two, for sure. Exactly. Those are names like Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara even. Alvin Kamara has moved yeah, down. Fall from grace. Um, I think, you know, a little bit. Um, Leonard Fournette arguably has moved up a little bit there. Javante Williams has moved up probably so into that top, into like a tier two. You know, there's a name that you didn't hear last year. So, I mean, of these guys, like when I look at it, here, here's where I think. Yeah. Dalvin Cook always makes me nervous with injury. I swear to God, this guy gets injured every single season <laughs> without fail. That said, when he's healthy, he's a he's a beast. And yeah. like the Vikings, again, another one of those teams, strong defense, uh, strong offense. Like they have their leaders. Dalvin is one of them. I, I just always get nervous with his, you know, his yeah. injury proneness. Najee Harris, love it. His second season. He's the feature back in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of splaining to do. It's going to be tough for them out there this year. But I think he had an extraordinary rookie season, 1,200 yards, seven rushing touchdowns. I think he's probably in that same boat again. I don't think he's going to like blow through his numbers that he had last year, but I think he's going to be pretty consistent, you know, at that same Uh level. You can definitely count on him to score touchdowns. He's going to have to carry a lot of that offense. The quarterback position there is definitely a little question marky right now. So he's going to really need to, you know, lead that team. Same kind of goes for like DeAndre Swift. Like, I don't personally think that the Lions are great, but he is great. Mm -hmm. And he needs to be, he needs to continue to be great. And I think they'll use him more, which, you know, probably means more yards on the ground for him, which makes him a really, you know, Mm -hmm. strong top tier running back. I agree. And it's just, it's funny, right? Because we're evaluating these people on that PPR scale, who I might expect in those spots, um, might be the Aaron Joneses of the world, might be the Nick Chubbs even of the world. He gets kicked down quite a bit in PPR rankings because of what we've been talking about this whole episode. Not pass catchers, they keep the ball on the ground. Um, Of the people you just mentioned, though, when we're talking about PPR vetting, uh, I love Najee Harris this year. I love Najee Harris. I would. I have Najee Harris probably, yeah, higher than most of the consensus rankings. To be honest, um, I, I agree. I like him a lot too. I, I think you know. I mentioned Joe Mixon. I think he had a killer season. I agree. You know, they went all the way to the all the way to the you know AFC champs last year. I think that it's going to be a very similar season for the Bengals. So I really like. You know, Joe Mixon, if he falls to you in like your first I agree. round, maybe if you're in a 10 or 12 league team, uh, team league, like he may fall to you in the first round and it's not a bad pick, you know? Um, what's interesting here to me is looking at names like Alvin Kamara, now way down the scale. Unbelievable. Like basically, basically, still barely in the top 10, but I think yeah. that the Saints team is going to struggle, period, end of story. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got Leonard Fournette, who has definitely moved up a bit in the tiers. Um, used to be referred to as simply playoff Lenny, but clearly he's doing uh, much more for the Bucks than, you know, just doing well um, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, looking in that sort of, I guess, fringe tier two, tier three, 
are some of those names I was just mentioning. You've got Javante Williams, James Conner, Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some new blood coming up, oh, yeah. which makes me really excited. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning those folks because those are the folks, especially for me, right? So in both of my leagues, and no, this was not collusion, and no, I don't know how this happened, but in both... Me neither. I'm still pissed off about it. Well, in both of my leagues, I've got the number one pick. <laughs> it's worth saying because if you are in a similar situation to me... Um, I'm really looking out to say, okay, who is in that tier three and who is it that I am, who am I prioritizing when it comes back around yeah. in the snake, right? We do yeah, a snake Yeah, 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 for sure. So for sure. my eyes are all over Cam Akers is a great one if you're drafting yep. in a higher spot. If Nick Chubb somehow falls to you, like I said, yep. for PPR, it could happen. It could happen. And- and and it sounds you know Nick Chubb is the main guy in Cleveland, which we we have talked about in years past. They also have Kareem Hunt, but Kareem Hunt has also requested a trade apparently. So it'll be interesting exactly. to see what happens there because then it becomes sort of like a two back um, field to potentially just all Nick Chubb all the time, yeah. Which makes him extremely you know interesting mm-hmm. and 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 valuable there. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I mention one more name just before we wrap up this episode you can, here? You can, of course. So I just wanted to call out a rookie who has made it to my top 20. And I'm not quite sure where he falls mm. yet. But um, I would say it's worth calling out Brees Hall, who is a rookie out of Iowa State. Um, he was selected by the Jets, round two overall. And um, he has made it to roster ability of like 96% for most experts um, in that third tier-ish ranking. So I think it's worth mentioning the name. Uh, I also think it's interesting that um, he, his strength of schedule for the Jets is super easy. They're the fifth ranked Mm. strength of schedule this Mm. year. They've got some easy opponents coming up. It might be low hanging fruit and I'm looking forward to learning more about this guy, but it's worth mentioning the name. I think he will start to come up more and more. Yeah. I think it's also worth mentioning that there have been tons of off season moves. And so things you need to, and should be looking Mm -hmm. at are the team depth charts, which is something I sort of live and breathe by, especially, you know, around, um, uh, draft season is yeah. because there's a lot of new names and you got to see who's who's in the number one spots. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that they're going to stay number one the whole year, but this is how the teams are are currently, you know, stack ranking these guys. And I look at like Chase Edmonds, brand new to the uh, the the Dolphins. I think that could be a great fit and a great year for him. You've got Damian Harris. You know, we you know we talked uh, on an earlier episode this week about James White retiring. Like that's that's Damian Harris's backfield. You know, in uh, in New England, you've got the you've got the Ravens who got destroyed with injury last year. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards both were out before the season even started. Both of those guys are coming back. J.K. Dobbins is their is their number one there. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, there's something worth talking about. Um, the uh, the 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 Chiefs um, have definitely had some shakeups, but they've got Clyde Edwards-Helaire in their number one spot. Um, you know, you've got James Conner. We we sort of briefly mentioned the number one lead back. Um, you know, for Arizona, uh, man, I don't know what does Aaron Jones do in Green Bay this year. That's going to be a very interesting team to watch. Another here's another one: Zeke and Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. Who, 
you know what? If push came to shove and both of them were available, there's a world where I might go to Tony Pollard. Like, maybe yeah. this is the year that Tony Pollard just takes Zeke out of the, the top spot there. It's like they're almost so close and so interchangeable mm-hmm. that it's like, you know, so there's a lot of things. Yeah. Too, too many names. Kate, how do we rank our top three? Okay. All of those, by the way, just to comment on those, great call-outs. I, think, I just ranted. I'm so sorry. No, you're, you're I, right. I no, but they're all <laughs> names worth mentioning and cuffs worth mentioning and knowing the RB1, RB2s in these new depth charts, very important names to mention when we get to that tier three, tier four. So thank you for the refresher. I needed that. Um, <laughs> I think our ranking is pretty clear. I think our ranking is for PPR, um, Jonathan Taylor, followed by Christian McCaffrey, potentially, followed by Austin Eckler. What do you think? Are you going to switch Eckler and McCaffrey? I, I Maybe, yes. I was, o- I was almost even going to pull, like, your boy Derek Henry yeah? up into the top the top three and and drop McCaffrey down you know I'm cool with that I'm really cool with that honestly I I personally feel like it's Jonathan Taylor Austin Eckler Derrick Henry okay I'm agreed with that because I totally as much as I think McCaffrey is the most dynamic running back out there in the whole league no question He's made of glass. We say it every year. I just have so many questions. There's so many questions. So many marks questions. And scaries that surround him, you know, that, that make me, I need to see it to believe it again. And we haven't seen it in two seasons now. All right, let's lock it in. We've got in our number one spot, Jonathan Taylor, number two spot, Austin Eckler, number three, the King, Derrick Henry. Those are your draft queens. Number top three running backs for the season. Um, And I love this, Michelle. This was a fun one. I totally agree. Um, I would say for our listeners today, if if you have specific questions as you're building your team, as you're getting ready for your draft, as you're doing mock drafts about how to rank your own team and who you should take, um, hit us up on socials at the Draft Queens on Instagram, uh, at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. Um, Now we're active on socials again. The season is on and uh, we're here for questions because I know we can't cover it all in every episode. So hit us up on socials and we'll answer your questions individually. Maybe we'll do a grab bag at some point. Who knows? What do you think? Well, we made it through running backs and we got QBs, wide receivers, and tight ends to go this week, baby. Don't forget it. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. Let's talk quarterbacks, baby. Here we go. Let's go.